a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is great to be back. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and we're obviously keeping our eye on the president today. President Biden will, uh, for the first time this year, uh, face a press conference where he will both speak and then he will take questions from the news media. Uh, this will be uh, President Biden's ninth uh, formal press conference. Now, a lot of people have confused the number of times that he has addressed the country uh, or given a speech that's been covered live as opposed to an actual press conference where there's really a long form give and take exchange with members of the media. This is only the ninth uh, in his presidency. Compare that to some other presidents. uh, uh, He is on the low end of the low end by a substantial margin. Most recent presidents after their first year in office Uh, had already uh, had at least 20 to 29 uh, formal press conferences and press briefings uh, in their first year in office. And again, this will just be President Biden's ninth. So we're going to be watching that closely. And obviously, one of the things the president has to do today, and we'll take this uh, live, the president scheduled at 2 o'clock. My guess is it's probably be 2.15 or 2.20 before uh, he steps to the podium. But we will cover that live. So stay with us uh, on that front. One of the things the president's going to have to answer is a lot of the campaign promises made during the campaign uh, and how did they do in terms of implementation in the first year in office. Uh, One of those big promises uh, had to do with higher education. Uh, For many people, the cost of college has become just astronomical. And President Biden, especially as a candidate, promised to bring those costs under control and expand educational opportunities. So one of the questions I'm sure that uh, a reporter will love to ask today is, so how are we doing on that? What's happening? Well, yesterday, Inside Sources sat down with uh, Frederick Hess from the American Enterprise Institute to talk about how candidate Biden's higher education proposals have continued to evolve and morph and squish a little uh, from his time during the 2020 campaign. There were two Bidens on higher education, like on so much else. Uh, There was the reasonable Biden up until the primary season started, uh, where he was talking about trying to make college a little more affordable. And then there was Biden when he was trying to get Bernie Sanders on board. And so what Biden wound up offering uh, on the campaign trail in fall 2020 was basically a transformational remake of higher American higher education in not a great way. Two big things he wanted to do. One, uh, he started talking about debt forgiveness, people who had borrowed money from taxpayers that they promised to pay back. He talked about giving everybody 10 grand off, even if you'd use those borrowed dollars to go to a private law school and we're making a lot of money. And he talked about making community college free. Problem is, the way Biden wanted to do it, it was going to get Washington involved 
starting to manage states. Uh, there, it was the same model that Obamacare used uh, to handle health care. Uh, we then asked Frederick to uh, really break it down in terms of why the president has failed legislatively on higher education. Like so much else in the Biden agenda, he came into office and seemed intent on governing like LBJ or FDR without any of the support in Congress. Uh, the price tag on his higher ed bills, on his community college bill and his student loan forgiveness bill, the 10-year price tag was $2.9 trillion. When you want to spend that much money, when you want to make changes that big, you're supposed to have big congressional majorities working with you. As with so much else, Biden's eyes were much bigger than, than his vote counts. And that is often the case in Washington. Our, their eyes get bigger than their vote counts. You have to have the votes to pass the legislation, again, especially when it's big and it is sweeping. So what can actually be done? We asked Frederick about that. He gave us some thoughts. First off, there exists right now for everybody who has borrowed money from American taxpayers to go to college what's called an income-based repayment program. These income-based repayment programs say that you can base your repayment on how much you're earning. So if you're out of work, if you're earning nothing, you pay nothing. If you're only earning $30,000 a year, you pay a much lower rate. Unfortunately, those programs right now are bureaucratic and balky and frustrating. So a first solution would be to make them easy and accessible and streamlined so that every American borrower who's having trouble can get into those programs. The second thing is obviously there are individuals who got crushed uh, during the pandemic, who've encountered tough circumstances. And you can imagine some kind of program to take care of those folks who have particular circumstances. But look, the third thing is that college shouldn't cost so darn much, especially when students are taking college by watching Zoom from their parents' basement. It's hard to understand why they're paying the same tuition they would pay if they were if they were living on campus and going into regular classrooms. And this would have been a good place for President Biden to step up as a you know as a friend of higher ed and say, look guys, for all the money we're putting into these systems, you've got to start showing that you've got you know a better game plan for bringing costs under control. You know we've seen extraordinary bloat in the administrative ranks of higher education, the people who work at colleges who don't teach, who are working in these, uh, in these support position roles. And, you know, there's a real need when, when federal government is giving out tens of billions in grants and hundreds of billions in loans to help Americans pay for college. Uh, I think, and especially a, a Democratic president who's known to be supportive of colleges, has a lot of leeway to say, guys, let's look at this. Why do costs keep going up? Why do we keep adding staff? What's going on? So there's a real opportunity there uh, for leadership. You could imagine a presidential commission. You could um, uh, imagine Secretary of Education uh, Cardona taking a lead on this. That's a conversation with Frederick Hess from American Enterprise Institute. Lots to talk about in terms of higher education. Stay with us. Much more to come on Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. 
Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.